uh, we are so excited to be here. We are talking about the many, many, many movies that we saw over the since May. So this is our summer movie wrap up. And I'm Rachel, and David is here. Hi guys, I'm back again. So yay, yeah. So it's been pretty fun. Uh, and we are going to be covering t- a lot. Probably, maybe the most we've ever covered. Oh, probably. Yeah, it yeah. is a lot. It's a long list. <laughs> so uh, let us know uh, as you're listening, uh, either uh, in the comments or on Twitter, uh, what you think about these different films. And maybe we'll encourage you to see something uh, that you weren't aware of or that you that was off your radar. So uh, it's pretty fun. I think uh, between the two of us, we cover practically everything that you could see because you know i got the animation and the other stuff you know the horror i got the horror yeah right <laughs> i did try to go out of my comfort zone a few times yeah so, yes uh so we'll talk about that but i think there might be like two big releases from the summer that neither of us saw which are um sicario oh the new okay. sicario and didn't you didn't see show dogs did you no, I didn't. I just couldn't. I thought about <laughs> I it. I couldn't either. I just, especially when you added on the layer of like the offensive stuff, that right. it's just like, because <laughs> then it's not even like nine lives kind of so bad. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of awkward. And I don't know. So I don't have time in my life for that kind of drama. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, we should have pretty much every big release covered. Yeah. So cool. All right. So we're going to start uh, with a small film called The Rider. And this came out in April, but not in Salt Lake until May. So I didn't get to see it until May. Uh, Chloe Zhao is the director. Uh, and she used a pretty raw talent <laughs> in, in basically to tell the, the story of this bull rider who had gotten injured. And uh, yeah, what did you think of it, of The Rider? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was pretty interesting. Like, when I was watching it, I was like, none of these people seem like actors. Like, they seem very real. And sure enough, it turns out they're a real family. It's a real father and his two kids um, and real best friend of this guy. But yeah, I was I was pretty blown away by it. I mean, there were some very personal scenes that, like, I don't know. It was incredible watching it. Yeah. I'm like, this is not what you get in your typical movie with acting. Yeah. It was a good movie. It, for, for whatever reason, I wasn't as emotionally invested as I w- thought I would be. Uh, I mean, compared to like Lean on Pete, I was way more emotionally invested in that story than okay. this story. And I don't, really know why because <laughs> i i there were some really good scenes and she did a good job i don't know maybe just the pacing i don't know uh but um so it was good and i recommend it but i i was hoping that i would love it and i didn't love it but it was good okay see i went in with low <laughs> expectations and it far surpassed them oh, okay <laughs> um i do like lean on p better but not by like a lot mm-hmm. um they were like pretty close in my rankings for the year. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, um, where, where did you have this ranked? I have this at 24 out of, I think, 93 movies that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty high. Um, so I have uh, it at uh, 22. 
so pretty close uh, okay. out of 80 uh releases from this year that i've seen so you've got me beat yeah i think i actually think this has one of my favorite scenes from a movie this year mm. and it's a scene where um you see the main character training a horse it's kind of a wild horse and it shows him like actually training and he's really doing it it's not acting yeah he's training and you just see his passion yeah. for it that like, is really good and it's so yeah. sad because he might not even be able to do that uh and he's so good at it but right. i don't know it, it was really good though i uh so and the cinematography is probably oh, yeah. the mm-hmm. be- one of the best of the year for sure exactly. so uh, so yeah i have it as 22 uh so then we have a bad samaritan so you saw this i did yeah this movie it's about um these two guys that um are car valets and they figure out a way that they can rob people mm-hmm. while um while they're taking their cars to park them they just use their car alarms find out where they live and they can walk in and and rob them um they try it one time and um the main character he finds in the home more than he expected. Um, there's a locked room and he finds that there's a woman chained up. Mm. So it's about him dealing with that. Um, it, it didn't get a very wide release, but I actually really liked it. And so did my friend. Um, it's, it's pretty suspenseful. Mm-hmm. David Tennant's in it. He's very good in it. Mm. Um, he's kind of the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I would highly recommend it to people. If you like this kind of, um, thriller type movie um yeah it's it's very solid it's ranked 42 for the year for me but that's still like a b minus for me okay was that um uh like similar to like don't breathe or something like that yeah it is it's not as horror as don't breathe Mm -hmm. but it's kind of similar in concept interesting okay then we had overboard the remake of overboard uh so this it wasn't the total train wreck that i thought it was going to be for sure i and i do think that uh eugenio debez i think his name is i think he was pretty charismatic and they so they gender swap the roles from the original film my my problem as a fan of the original film is i thought that they took out all of the physical comedy for the most part and made it really like sincere and sentimental you know about the single mom trying to scrape by and pass this test and all this stuff and that i don't know i kind of like the comedy and laughing a little bit more than that and but i don't know it was watchable i didn't hate it yeah i didn't hate it that's a good way of putting it it feels like a movie that's very like let's just get this out and make it decent Mm-hmm. you know it didn't feel like they put a lot of effort in making it into a quality comedy yeah. which is disappointing because i feel like anna ferris was a bit wasted but yeah it wasn't bad um not high up on my recommendations for the year yeah i have it at number 60 in my okay mind. i have it at 70 okay uh, yeah, so then we have RBG. This is a documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And it's actually, I mean, I am not a fan of her, a lot of her policies. <laughs> I'll just say she's on the other side of the spectrum. But it didn't really matter for this. Like, you can still admire somebody who, you know, holds different positions than you. And she certainly has done many great things to admire. And uh, I, I thought it was a really actually sweet love story 
um, which I'm a big fan of love stories. <laughs> so that was really fun. And so I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, this has been a summer of uh, documentaries. Yeah. We've seen a lot of them. Um, and I think this was a good way to kind of start off the summer with this one. I think that regardless of your political affiliation, you can't help but respect what this woman has done for women's rights. Um, I think she's a super admirable person. And um, I didn't know a lot about her, to be honest. I mean, I knew that she was somebody that Bill Clinton had appointed mm -hmm. onto the Supreme Court, but I didn't know much beyond that. Um, so it was really great getting to see more about her. And it was touching. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it was really good. So I have it at 17. Okay. Um, I have it at 36. Uh, then we have Tully, and Tully's an interesting experience for me. Uh, I was really excited for it because I love Jason Reitman, and uh, you know, this is their second, and Jabba Cody as the writer. This is their third collaboration, I believe. Um, and then with second time working with Charlize Theron, and so I was pretty excited. Uh, of course, I love Juno, and I, uh, I wasn't as big a fan of Young Adult. It was I appreciated it, but I didn't love it. Uh, but I also really loved Up in the Air. Um, but anyway, and this movie is interesting because uh, in the about an hour into the movie, we had a um, fire alarm or whatever go off, and so I, uh, I we had to go outside. Whatever they gave us a free coupon or whatever, so we're waiting, and I'm I'm putting on uh, on my Twitter or whatever. I'm like, this movie is so great. I love it. <laughs> This is so true and raw and real. And it's, um, it's one of the best depictions of motherhood I think I've ever seen. I was so high on it. And then, and Charlie Storm was amazing in it. And then I went back in and we finished it off. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> because they, I hated the ending. I thought it was so lame and that they had to uh, I I don't know like it was just so raw and so true and they throw in this kind of twist and I just was not into the ending and it really hurt my overall feeling for the movie I was pretty in the end kind of disappointed about it even though there was all that other stuff that I was so high on for a lot of it mm -hmm. yeah and I remember we had talked about this movie before I saw it so I knew that you were disappointed with the ending. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of went into the movie like, uh, I don't know how it's going to end, but I actually liked it. I thought that it was creative. Like it's something I was not expecting at all. I mean, I started to put some pieces together, but still when the twist came, I was pretty caught off guard. Um, I, I thought- Caught off guard, but not in a pleasant way. Yeah, like, I, mean, I can see that, but- yeah. I don't know. I appreciated it a lot. Um, and I felt better about the movie when I first saw it. It's been three months now. So as time has gone by, I've dropped it in my rankings a little bit. But I still I still think it's one of the best movies of the year, personally. Hmm. Interesting. Cool. Yep. I, I have can it see ranked. Why. I can see why. It's just, yeah, I was just so, uh, yeah. I can <laughs> see why. If you can get over that ending... Yeah then I can see, totally see why, because it has so mm -hmm. many good things about it. Yeah, and I really like, I can't remember her name, Mackenzie something. Davis, I think. Yeah, I yeah. really liked her. Cool. So yeah. where do you have this ranked? I have this ranked at 17 for the year. 
Yeah, this was a very difficult movie for me to rank because I felt so schizophrenic about it. Uh, I had such, I don't know, it was really difficult, but I have it at 41. So I have it right okay. in the middle, which hmm. is kind of, a, <laughs> I ended up, I would probably give it like two and a half stars because uh, that was very disappointing to me that ending. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so I have it at uh, 41. Okay. I'm ranking. So, so then we have Beast. You saw this? Yes, this was a movie I, I saw while I was visit, visiting my family in Kentucky. Um, it wasn't playing here in uh, Missouri. So yeah, this was an interesting film. It's, it's about this, this girl who meets a guy um, and he's kind of mysterious and there's something going on. They live on an island. Um, there have been some girls that have been um, murdered and some people seem to think this guy is behind it. So it's kind of about her starting a relationship with this guy and it's a very slow movie um it's um visually it looks really good the characters are well developed but it was hard for me to get into uh, because i felt like it really wasn't going anywhere most of the film um mm -hmm. it's one of those movies that was kind of hard to stay awake for and i was just okay. hoping the payoff at the end would be worth something mm -hmm. and for me it wasn't really worth it okay um it was it was okay um i ranked it 65 for the year so i was disappointed i wanted more but okay. it's not awful okay uh next we have breaking in this was our thriller with gabrielle union uh and her getting into the house where kids are being held uh and i thought this was fine I mean, it's not great, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It's serviceable <laughs> for what it's trying to do, I think. Uh, it, I thought the kids were pretty good. And yeah. uh, I thought that she was, I mean, it's probably more of like a made-for-TV kind of level. But I was entertained enough. I didn't, I don't know. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It, it's pretty much what you would expect it to be just from watching the trailer. Yeah. Like, you can tell who's expendable and who's not. Um, yeah. So I, I just wanted, I wanted more. I wanted some of the characters to not be so, so cartoonish, especially one of the bad guys. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. I, um, I think so. <laughs> yeah. The one that was, he really the, the had like a bloodlust. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, he was just too much. I would be offended if I was Latin. Yeah. And, I get it. This guy was like some sort of crazy stereotype, but I don't know. It, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you about that part. That's true. I can, mm -hmm. I can agree with you there. Uh, so where do you have it ranked? I have this at 72. Okay. I have yeah. it at 48. It's just right okay. in the middle for me. It was fine. Um, so, okay. So then we have uh, Life of the Party. And uh, this is our Melissa McCarthy vehicle. And this was better than I expected it to be. Uh, it was funny enough. And I thought there was a nice chemistry between uh, Melissa McCarthy and the girl who played her daughter. I thought some of the side characters were entertaining enough uh, and fun enough i i didn't like the relationship that she supposedly has with this like super hot guy in college i'm like come on give me a break 
yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, but it was okay. <laughs> I thought. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, I actually mostly preferred the side characters in this yeah. uh, movie. Um, I can't remember her name, the girl from Community. I really liked her character. Yeah, she was fun. I liked the roommate. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and while I agree that the um, hot guy like that was so unbelievable unrealistic their relationship I still kind of rooted for it I don't know if you did but mm-hmm. I was like oh I hope I hope they, they can work this out but yeah it was uh, it had some laughs but they weren't super frequent for me um, so it's it was uh, decent but Certainly not one of her best films for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as like Tammy or something like that. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, where do you have it ranked? I have this ranked at 60. I have it at 56. So we're pretty close. Okay. Yep. On there. So, all right. So Revenge, this one you saw. Yeah. Revenge is a movie that's been getting really good reviews. So I I was interested in this. Um, but watching it, I'm kind of surprised that the reviews are so good. Basically, it's about this girl who is dating a guy, and she's at his place in, I don't know, Mexico, uh-huh. I think. And he has a couple of guys over. Things go awry. Um, things get pretty graphic. And so she's running away from this horrible incident. Uh, basically, it, there's some sexual stuff going on that uh-huh. she's not a willing right. willing participant in. So so she runs off and I mean, I'm gonna spoil this much, but it happens very early in the film. They end up like knocking her off this huge cliff and she lands on a tree and it like stabs her through her stomach. So clearly she's dead. But no, she's not dead. She is alive but wounded. And so basically she's trying to get revenge on these three guys. So it's kind of like torture porn kind of, Mm. which that type of movie doesn't usually get such good reviews. And I don't think this earned the good reviews at all. Um, It's honestly one of my least favorite movies I've seen this year. Um, I don't, I don't think that it was well-developed. The nudity in this movie is so gratuitous and, uh, not necessary i mean the Hmm. whole ending has a male walking around fully naked Hmm. for like the last 15 minutes as there's kind of this i'm surprised that could even get an r rating i mean it wasn't sexual so i guess that's why um huh yeah interesting but yeah it it wasn't good i ranked this at 81 for the year okay and you have 90 total 93 i think 93 okay Mm -hmm. All right, next we have Book Club, and this is our group of uh, senior ladies that uh, have romance and get into Fifty Shades of Grey, and I actually thought this was fun. I laughed quite a bit. I thought that Andy Garcia was super hunky, and I really enjoyed I think if his goal for this year was to make me fall in love with him, he is succeeding uh, with this and with uh, with Mamma Mia. Uh, I don't know. He's just very handsome and swoon-worthy, I thought, <laughs> in all of his scenes in this. And it it has it's definitely sitcom-y. Uh, and, uh, 
it's not like super original or whatever, but I thought the four ladies had chemistry and I, I liked all of their various romantic leads that pairings I thought were fun. And I just, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun time. Yeah, I can see that. I think this definitely has its market and it's not me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can appreciate what they tried to do with it. I just didn't, I didn't think they did anything unexpected. Um, It's kind of straightforward. So it's not something I would ever want to rewatch. So that affects its its ranking for me for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's bad, but for me, it's just not my cup of tea. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not not original, but I don't know. I just right. really had fun with it. So for me, I have it at 24. Oh, wow. I have it at 76. Okay, there you <laughs> go. All right. Uh, so then uh, Deadpool 2, you saw. Um, so Deadpool 2, I, I love the first Deadpool. Um, I think it's definitely one of the most creative um, superhero films I've seen ever. Um, so the bar was set very high. And I don't think Deadpool 2 matched that bar, which I figured it couldn't. Um, a lot of the humor in the film was uh, rehashing things that worked in the first film. Uh-huh. Um, which for me that mostly did work Mm -hmm. i would have liked to see more new things with it but i did appreciate what they did with it um i laughed a lot i liked the story i didn't expect some of the of the um the changes with the characters the development with them um so i think it worked it it worked about as good as i could have expected but not as much as I would have wanted, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I actually ranked this at number 11 for the year for me. Um, so this is my highest movie so far. Okay, good, great. My mm-hmm. brother was very disappointed with it. He was okay. not high on it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, can, I can understand why. Yeah. So um, uh, First Reformed, you saw it. I haven't yeah. gotten to this yet. Okay, First Reformed is one that I've been hearing a lot about. Um, it um, it has Ethan Hawke in it, and he's a priest who um, he is called upon by this woman in his church. Um, she's concerned about her husband. So he talks to the husband. The husband has a lot of theories about um, climate change, and he thinks the world is basically like coming to an end. His, his wife's pregnant. And he doesn't want her to keep the baby because he doesn't think that the world will be a good place for their child to grow up in. But he kind of, he's so extreme with his opinions and it kind of shakes um, this priest and how he sees the world, how he sees the church. And he's trying to figure out how to deal with his job as the leader of his flock and these theories that are really sticking with him. Um, it seems like it's, it's kind of one of those message type movies, which to a degree it is, but the direction it goes was so shocking to me. Um, I think the last 10 minutes of this film are some of the best scenes I've seen in any movie this year. It, it's strongly delivered. Ethan Hawke did a great job. Um, it's one that I would definitely recommend to most people. In fact, I talked to my roommate the other day. I'm like, you need to see this movie first reformed. And he's like, I saw it. I hated it. 
So <laughs> it's not for everybody, which surprises me. I thought pretty much anybody would like this, but I highly recommend it. Um, and I rank this at 20 for the year for me. Mm, cool. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you had uh, Pope Francis, a man of his word. I haven't seen this. Okay. Yeah. Another documentary. Um, I respect Pope Francis a lot. So I was interested in this. Um, and there are a lot of great things in this documentary. Um, a lot of great messages that I think are important for people to hear. Mm -hmm. However, for me, it doesn't do the job of a documentary, which is to tell a story. It seemed more like a bunch of lessons that were unrelated. Um, it didn't really tell you the story or the background of Pope Francis too much, which is what I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. um, so while I appreciated it and I felt inspired by it, I was disappointed by the lack of narrative. Mm -hmm. um, so I ranked this at 50, 59 for the year. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and then you had How to Talk to Girls at Parties, you saw. Yep. Um, so How to Talk to Girls at Parties um, is a very interesting movie. I, it's the same director who did um, uh, Shoot. I didn't love the trailer, I have to say. Yeah. They played it at the Indie Art House uh, when I was there. And I was like, ooh, this looks like it has a lot of the tropes of indie films to me. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it I can see why you would say that, and I agree actually. John Cameron Michael, I think, is the director. He directed and starred in Hedwig and the Angry Inch, um, mm -hmm. which I like that film. Um, yeah, this just it felt like it was trying too hard to be weird and shock people with like how extreme some of the characters and situations were. Um, it's not grounded in reality at all about this alien cult basically um there were a few good scenes in it but as a whole i thought it was pretty disjointed um mm -hmm. even though it did entertain me for the most part so i ranked this at 58 for the year okay yeah interesting then we have uh solo star wars story uh, the star wars movie that everyone's already forgotten about <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nobody's talking about it and it just came out in May which is kind of crazy and so this movie uh, I uh, I was not I was mixed to negative on Last Jedi and I didn't like Rogue One so we're kind of a, a bad streak here and so I went into this and of course had all the production problems and everything like that and I thought it was fun engaging enjoyed it I felt like it, it should have ended 20 minutes sooner than it did like when they finished the Kessel run I think that would have been the perfect place to end and I absolutely hated L3 I thought she was an absolutely terrible character I thought she was just so like I, I cannot in a million years by that Lando Calrissian, one of the coolest guys in the world, is in love with this robot. I mean, ridiculous. And her shrieking all around the place, very irritating. And um, I hated her. Uh, but Donald Glover was good. I thought Alnar was fine. I never thought for a second of him that he was really Han Solo, but as just like a cowboy, space cowboy, he was fun. Um, so, it, and then I saw it a second time and I was like a little bit more bored. It wasn't as fun for me the second time I saw it as the first time I saw it. Um, but it was fine. It was entertaining enough, I think. What do you think? 
Um, I'm a bit more positive on this. Um, I I liked Alden Ehrenreich a lot in this. Um, I, I know a lot of people expected him to be like Harrison Ford, and he really wasn't doing an imitation of it, which I appreciated. He brought his own spin to the character uh-huh. um, while keeping the basics. So I really appreciate what he did with it. I liked the action scenes a lot. Um, I thought the characters were well-developed. I didn't mind the robot as much as you. I mean, she was the social justice warrior of robots, which I could see how that could be annoying to people. Um, (laughs) But I just laughed at it a lot because, I mean, I thought they were just making fun of it. You know, she wanted to liberate the robots, but, um, or the droids, I guess I should say. Um, But yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I would, I would really like to see it a second time because um i don't remember everything super well i've seen so many movies this summer yeah so it's hard for me to remember everything but yeah i i rank this pretty high for the year uh where'd you have it i have it at 15 wow so i have it at 28 and if they had if they had just have her be a social justice warrior that might have been fine but to have lando be in love with her was just like (laughs) oh I was mad. I did not like that at all. <laughs> Ridiculous. We have Action Point. You saw this. Yeah, I wish I didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is this is a movie that's all about those um, those uh, painful moments, and really the plot is so uh, peripheral. Yeah. Um, it. It it tries to get you involved in the story about them trying to save this park, but you don't care at all. Like that's such a background element. And so basically I'm just watching people hurt themselves for an hour and a half. And that's not my kind of movie. Like no. I don't enjoy, if I see on Facebook um compilations of people getting hurt, I scroll on past it because I don't get enjoyment out of that. So I was basically forced to watch a Facebook video of people getting hurt for an hour and a half and i didn't enjoy it at all it was a tremendous Um, bomb it was only in theaters for like two weeks yeah no i can see why it just it wasn't good and i knew it wouldn't be but i still subjected myself to it for some reason (laughs) so i ranked this 90 out of 93 okay for the good of the podcast you yep (laughs) Uh, did this for you (laughs) so then we have adrift and this is your true story uh, uh, about, although in the real life, it was just her on the boat uh, of this boat disaster uh, where she has to keep herself uh, alive. Uh, uh, Shailene Woodley uh, and um, survival movie, basically. And I thought this was serviceable. It was fine. It was exactly kind of what I expected it to be. I thought it was pretty well made. I thought it was pretty well acted. I thought they had pretty well, pretty good chemistry. Uh, and, uh, I, I think that it was a mistake to do it in a nonlinear storytelling fashion. Uh, that was, I don't know, that just hurt momentum, I think a little bit. And, uh, I, I think it would have been better to have just done a traditional narrative, but I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I agree with you pretty much. I, I did kind of get annoyed with the nonlinear thing. It didn't seem necessary to me at all. I, I guess I kind of at the end you kind of realize why they did that um but i don't think it was worth it it was just too annoying going back and forth um but i will say 
the redeeming point for this movie for me was the chemistry between the characters. Yeah. I found it pretty believable. Um, so it was slightly better than I expected. Um, but I still, um, I still probably wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know if I really watch it again either, but, uh, I don't know. I, I have it at, I probably have it too high to be honest, but anywhere it's where I have it. I have it at 27. You have it above solo, huh? Um, yeah, I have it's a high standard. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was nothing I, in this movie that actively irritated me, like L3. Okay. Fair enough. I have this at 55. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I always get, the middle ones are always very hard in the ranking, like pretty much <laughs> from like 30 to like, 50 I, I they're like about the same so i'm like i don't know because right. they're, they're both kind of they're all kind of like and eh, they're fine <laughs> but uh, i don't know so it's tricky uh right. okay then american animals you saw yeah american animals it's basically about these um four guys that go to college in uh kentucky lexington um and they decide they want to pull off a heist um and it's a true story so basically they want to steal this book um, that's worth a whole lot of money from the library at their, at their university that they attend. So they come up with an intricate plan. And what's really interesting about this film is it's almost presented like a documentary where you cut back and forth from the film to these interviews with the real life people that did this um the real characters um because it's based on a true story so i thought that was pretty interesting how they presented it um and it's really hard to describe because it wasn't as straightforward as you might think for them to cut over to these voiceovers they were able to do it with a lot of personality and um just a very unique uh a very unique thing that i've never seen in a movie um, like there were even points where the real life version of them might end up like sitting in a car next to them and kind of talking, breaking the third wall. Um, so I would highly recommend it. I mean, I think it's clever. Um, there's a lot of suspense on whether they're going to pull this off or not. You think, oh, they probably won't since, um, they made a movie about it. Not, uh, not what, maybe 15 years later. And you're seeing these real people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty great movie for the year. Cool. Where do you have it ranked? I have it at 21. Cool. Great. Um, so next we have Upgrade. And this was my going out of my comfort zone. One <laughs> that I went because I knew that it was pretty violent. But I just I actually had some time in between going to see Tag at a screening. So I'm like, I want to... I'm bored. What am I going to do? And there was a screening for upgrades. I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Why not? And so I went and saw it and I didn't love it. Hmm. Um, I get the style that it's going for and it executes the style well, but I thought it was pretty pedestrian as far as story and script. And uh, I didn't, I mean, I thought the action was well and that the actor did a good job with the action but anytime he would talk, I didn't think he was as very good. And I don't know. I didn't love it. I know a lot of people love it. I didn't love it. 
Yeah, I I expected you to like it more than you uh, are saying you did. So I'm a little surprised. Um, I actually quite quite enjoyed it. Um, really? Does it, it doesn't it, seem like a movie that I would like. It, well, no, it doesn't. But I I would have expected you to appreciate it at least for what i appreciated the style of it and that's why you'll see where i have it ranked i appreciated the style of it i thought it was a cool looking movie but Mm -hmm. the story and the acting i didn't think was great okay that's i guess that's fair i mean i definitely had issues with some of the acting in the movie um but for the most part it didn't bother me um, I thought the action scenes were a lot of fun, well choreographed. Yeah. Um, I thought the plot was pretty unique, personally, and there were some good twists, some that I expected, some that I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it delivered for me. It mm-hmm. wasn't too long, um, which this kind of movie can easily be too long. So I appreciate that they didn't drag it on more than it needed to be. Um, so yeah, I I didn't have any problems with it at all. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I mean it's weird because I have it at forty six in my ranking, which is higher than ranking in, which I was like that was fine, and mm-hmm. it's higher than uh, uh, well, never mind. I will we'll save that for later. But it's higher <laughs> than some other ones. Uh, but I guess because everybody else, I felt like was saying it was the greatest thing ever, and I I was just like, oh okay, uh, I I didn't think it was the greatest thing ever. So I have it at forty six. Okay. I have it at 26. There you go. Okay. Uh, then another one I have maybe a little bit of an unpopular opinion about was Hearts Beat Loud. Uh, so I went and saw this with my friend, Jen, and we were both pretty excited and people had said, oh, it's the next Sing Street. It's the next Sing Street. No, it's not. It was not the next Sing Street. Uh, and the thing, I, I thought that it had some cute moments, and I think the performances uh, overall were good. I enjoyed that. But I just, I felt like it was kind of emotionally flat. And I wanted the characters to uh, dive a little bit deeper into their relationships and their emotions. And uh, I don't know, like, and I, I don't think that the music is even close to as good as the Sing Street music. And I don't know. I just, I was kind of bored watching it. I struggled. Uh, and I, I don't know. I didn't really like it very much. And I know a lot of other people love it and that's cool, but I, I didn't, I didn't love it. Okay. See, we're finally, I think this is our 20th movie we're talking about. And finally, I get to take a break because I haven't seen this one. Oh, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, but thought was... I thought you were going to say, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no um, I, I think it looks really good. I haven't seen, seen Sing Street, um, so I wouldn't be able to compare it to that anyways if I did see it. David, but you haven't seen Sing Street? I have it downstairs on DVD. I, <laughs> I could watch it. Maybe I'll watch it soon. But yeah, I think it looks really good. It's got great reviews, so I'm kind of disappointed to hear you say that. Yeah, both me and my friend, we both agreed that we yeah. were both kind of bored and we both didn't think that they, you know, that it was just kind of emotionally flat in one note. And hmm. the the only parts that I really liked were the relationship between the girl and her um, girlfriend. Oh, really? uh, there were actually I thought you were going to say your dad. <laughs> no, no, that's the no. part that was just like cursory. It wasn't I don't know, but the part between her and her girlfriend was actually quite sweet and emotional, and it's the only part that like got me. Um, and I don't know. Uh, so I have it at fifty-seven. 
Okay. We have Hereditary, you saw. Yes, I did. And um, if anybody heard our summer, um, or Best basically our, our, our first half of the year uh, recap, you know that I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Hereditary is a movie I've seen twice, and I'm dying to see it a third time. Um, critics seem to love it. Most audiences are not as big on it. But uh, I'm with the critics because this was a movie that grabbed me right away. It um, shocked me at least at least three times in the movie. I was like genuinely like shocked. Um, it didn't rely on cheap scares. It's smart. It's well researched. Like this is a movie that once you watch it, um, if you like dig into kind of the lore that's explored in this film, uh, you can tell that they did such a good job of staying true to the story of of a supernatural character that's discussed in this film. But man, it was so good. Tony Collette is Oscar worthy for her performance in it. I don't think she'll get a nomination. I mean, she might. It's early, so it's hard to say, but. Um, man, it delivered for me. I think it's a very, very smart horror film. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is my number one movie of the year so far. Cool. Great. Uh, <laughs> and then you saw Hotel Artemis. I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, Hotel Artemis. I thought this looked pretty interesting from the trailer. Um, it, it felt kind of phoned in, though. Like, they took such an interesting concept, and they didn't let us care about the characters at all. Um, The characters were so poorly developed. Um, The story was kind of manic and I don't know. It just, it didn't earn anything. It didn't earn the respect from the viewers, honestly. Um, So yeah, it was a pretty big disappointment for me. One of my friends that saw it with me, he really liked it. Uh, but his girlfriend and I did not like it. Mm. So, I mean, I'm I'm sounding like I hate it. I don't hate it. It was entertaining enough, but it was a big disappointment for me. So I rank it at 67 for the year. Okay, cool. Uh, so then Ocean's 8. So I was really excited for this movie. I thought the trailers were stellar, were great. I, you know, like a good heist movie. The cast, of course, is great. Um, and... Yeah, I thought that once they got the heist going, then I enjoyed it quite a bit. But man, the lead up, I thought was super slow. And I was pretty bored for about the first hour. (laughs) Um, I thought, I don't know, I just thought it was pretty slow. And I'm like, oh man, this is going to be a bad movie. But then once they actually started in the heist, uh, then it was enjoyable but man there were so many scenes i I say that the biggest problem with blockbusters today is too many scenes with characters staring at screens and this movie had so many scenes of characters staring at screens and that's just not interesting to me and it's super almost always it's super boring and uh so i was i was i guess disappointed because i was expecting it to be great uh it did kind of redeem itself by the end so i didn't hate it um but and i also hated the music i thought that the score felt so out of place uh it was like this weird organ music that to me seemed like it belonged in like a 
period piece, like a Regency piece. Like it felt so odd to me. I didn't like it. Uh, and uh, so that was my other criticism, but of course the cast's great. I thought it, the last act was, was really fun. So I have it at 42. Okay. Um, I, I don't think we're on the same page here because um, I really enjoyed it. I liked all the actresses pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only the only actress that I thought was kind of underutilized and didn't bring much to the screen was surprisingly for me, it was Kate Blanchett. I thought her character was a little bland, mm-hmm. um, but all of the other ones, I really enjoyed them. I thought they were quirky. I laughed a lot. Um, for me personally, I enjoyed this more than any other Oceans movie I've seen, um, probably largely to do with this ensemble cast but um even yeah, more I re- oceans 11 huh the first oh yeah i see i've never been a huge fan of oceans 11 um so yeah i i can see why people would appreciate the slickness of oceans 11 more than this mm-hmm. um but i think this has other strengths and i just thought the pacing is so much better in ocean in oceans 11 uh i don't know it's just like I don't know. I just did. So that was my main problem with this movie. Well, you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Where do you have it ranked? I have this at 13 for the year. So. Oh, great. Cool. Good. All right. So then we have, won't you be my neighbor? And uh, this is a documentary about Fred Rogers and I, I'd seen it. I've actually seen it twice now. Uh, I saw it at Sundance and then again, and I, the second time I saw it was actually at a, a um, special um special uh banquet or whatever i don't know what you want to call it special screening uh for the local pbs affiliate called kued their like 60th birthday party so they had like hors d'oeuvres it was actually it was super fun (laughs) and uh and then we like sang happy birthday to uh to this woman who's like been the oldest patron of the this pbs station and it was just really i felt like very very chic and swanky but um uh, but so that was all fun. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but this movie is just so sweet and so lovely. I mean, it doesn't really reinvent the wheel as far as the type of documentary it is. But I just think there's something about uh, the fact that we've had so many of our heroes uh, from childhood that uh, or people that we look up to that have, you know, that it turns out they're really skeevy and, you know, not not great and uh so for for fred rogers to really be the walk and talk i think was meaningful to me and um uh you know made you want to be a better person uh, after you watch the documentary it's one that I, I i definitely want to watch again even though i've seen it twice uh just because i don't know it just makes you feel good so i love it i think it's really good yeah i agree with you um it's pretty inspirational just like the other documentaries that we've discussed so far, like mm-hmm. it's good to see documentaries about people that are just genuinely good people yeah. and have accomplished good things. And it's kind of sad to watch this one because he, he seemed to feel like he hadn't done enough or that he could do more. And yeah, I mean, this is a guy that, that changed children's lives. Although apparently some people thought that he made people feel entitled, but <laughs> um yeah yeah, there's there's some really great scenes my favorite scene um is the part where he's talking to the boy in the wheelchair oh that's good and he starts singing a song and the boy starts singing along yeah like that was 
that was the best scene for me. That really got to me. And they tell um, you like what happened with him and everything. Yeah, that was really great. I also just loved when he's before Congress. That scene oh, yeah. was like right out of a Frank Capra movie, but it was real. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like I could see Jimmy Stewart like out there, you know, like <laughs> and the way he was able to get that crusty uh Congress <laughs> to change his mind from that one speech, like that was so great. Yeah, no, it, it's yeah, I think this is a documentary that everybody should go watch because I mean Honestly, to some degree, Mr. Rogers has been a part of most people's childhoods. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a good one. So I have it at four. Okay, so the thing for me is it's really hard to rank documentaries with yeah. other things. But so while I really appreciate this as a documentary, um, it's it's not ranked as high as as a lot of movies i put this at 27 which is is really good for a documentary how dare you you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh so yeah okay so uh then we have gaudy and this is <laughs> the notorious uh zero percent on Rotten tomatoes yeah. film that i just had to see right uh, i took and- one for the team sing action point you <laughs> right. took one for the team sing Gotti. yes and when we were talking about it in the preview i was like "Ooh, this is either going to be a total train wreck or it's going to be kind of cool and, and fun and they definitely took the total train wreck <laughs> route i mean everything about this movie is terrible the lighting is terrible the costumes are terrible the accents are terrible the way that it's set up the narrative uh is just awful uh, it i mean john travolta is like trying and under a, a different director there could be something there but it's just it's embarrassing for all involved and uh and the thing that i think was made it especially the thing that made it especially bad is that they were treating the uh the mafia as if they were like some kind of persecuted minority <laughs> and at the end there's like this this card a title card or whatever that's like uh like i don't know like 70 investigators spent spent 12 years trying to get the gaudy family down blah 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 blah, all this stuff and that's that's supposed to be like bad you know instead of being like look at these these like you know these agents sacrificing their life to like investigate you know this is like as if johnny brasco was like the villain (laughs) the movie which i thought was just insane and hilarious uh and uh and and also like the makeup is terrible they don't even because they're switching around you're never really sure like because the same actor is playing his son at all these different ages and they don't even like try a lot of times to 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 change his makeup at all and so you're like what where are we i have no (laughs) idea like what's going on and so it's really bad uh and um so i have it at 77 so here we go uh superfly you you saw superfly yeah i saw superfly um have you seen the original i have not so it's hard for me to compare it to that obviously um but yeah this this movie felt pretty cheap um so it was pretty lackluster in every aspect um i guess the only thing that was kind of good about it was the lead actor had some pretty good charisma but um it's a movie that's not only like pretty mediocre but it's very forgettable as well 
So if you had me try to tell you all about this movie, I would really struggle to remember much about it at all. So with that to say, I, I'm not even going to say much more on it. And I rank it at 82 for the year. Okay. Uh, then we have Tag. And Tag uh, is this comedy about these guys that have been playing this, li- this lifetime game of Tag. And it was better than I thought it was going to be. I laughed enough. It's definitely super raunchy. Uh, but I thought these guys had pretty good chemistry. I felt like they felt like they could be friends. I thought that Jeremy Renner was having fun with the role, uh, you know, kind of playing this uh, too cool kind of character. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely feels like a premise stretched out uh, to a little too thin. Uh, and also uh, it can get a little, start to feel a little mean spirit. They're just right on that line, I think. Uh, but I thought it was enjoyable. I laughed enough. It's not as good as game night, but I liked it. Pretty good. Yeah, that's an understatement, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't laugh that much. I mean, I, they showed too much in the trailers. Like, the funnier parts mm, they yeah. showed in the trailer. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I certainly didn't like it that much Mm. um it was about what i expected it to be yeah i'm just thinking better than i was expecting okay i just thought they had pretty good chemistry and really seemed like friends i can see that although like the age differences between some of them was that's fair (laughs) uh, they're not really in the same friend group because uh yeah i was willing to spend my disbelief i guess on that part when it comes to friends it comes okay. to the ages but uh, yeah i have it at 33 okay i have it at 63 okay uh then we have the incredibles too so this is so exciting uh this movie i love the original and so i was very excited for this sequel and i've seen it twice and i really loved it i think that it's a solid superhero movie in every way as far as like you know, all the beats that you expect. But then I also think it's a really cool movie about how hard it is to be a parent. It's like, it's like totally, but animated and (laughs) and with a, with a male perspective, I'm just kidding. But you know, kind of that, it does sort of touch on those things. And I thought it did such a good job of like avoiding sort of the home improvement kind of men are stupid kind of shtick that sometimes you get with these kind of movies uh because uh, because bob figures it all out in the end he figures out the new spoilers (laughs) he figures out new math he figures out how to help violet he uh and i thought there were some really sweet scenes like i loved the scene when violet lets her dad sleep and tells her tells him how much she loves him that he's doing a good job i thought that was really sweet and uh, I loved Edna being the parent to Jack Jack. That was hilarious. And, and they say uh, that parenting when done well is the heroic act. And I think that was sort of the message of the movie. And so I appreciated that. And I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah. Um, I agree. It, it was very good. There was some stuff that was a bit too predictable for me, especially uh-huh. involving the villain. Yeah. Um, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, it had a lot of charm to it. I'm a little bitter that it's the biggest animated movie of all time, though, because I don't think it's earned that. Mm-hmm. But um, 
it's definitely it's definitely one of the stronger movies from this year and easily the best animated movie from this year yeah. i'd say um unless something's not coming to mind but yeah it's a, it's it's the best animated film of the year okay good i'll <laughs> i'll trust you you're the expert um yeah but i mean it was enjoyable i'd like to watch it again my favorite part though is the scene with uh jack jack and the raccoon Oh yeah, that was great too. Yeah, the theater, we were all like cracking up during that. Yeah, and I really liked the new crop of supers. I thought they were really fun Mm -hmm. and like Void and there were some real fun action scenes. You know, I liked when they're on the boat and she's uh, in Mrs. Incredible and uh, and Void are, uh, I don't know, working together. I thought that was really fun. And uh, I liked getting to see more of Frozone. He was fun. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. So Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh so <laughs> we have boundaries. I guess how, wait, how how'd you rank incredible? Oh sorry, I have it at five. Okay. I have it at ten. Oh, there you go. Which I recently just dropped at a couple of spots. Okay. Yeah, I have it Incredibles two at five. I have Sergeant Stubby at six, and I have Isle of Dogs at ten. Okay. So that's my uh animated ranking. <laughs> Fair enough. So, okay. So, Boundaries. You saw this. I've never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty indie movie. It has Vera Farmiga. And um, she is a single mother. And she has a bad relationship with her father, who's um, Christopher Plummer. Um, But he wants to go to California to live with um, his other daughter, who is, um, can't remember her name. Oh, Chris, Kristen Shaw. Um, so he convinces Vera Farmiga to take him on a road trip with her son across the country so she can, so he can live with his other daughter. But what she doesn't realize is that um, on the way there, they make several stops. He is selling marijuana to many people along the way. And gets his grandson involved but it's a it's a comedy it's a dramedy i guess you would say but um yeah i i liked it um there's good chemistry between the characters mm-hmm. um there's definitely lots of parts that made me laugh i don't think it's the most creative thing it it just film it felt like one of those films that is kind of a passion project for the writer or director and the studio is like, okay, here, we'll throw you a bone and let you do this, even though we know it's not a hit. Um, but yeah, it, it, um, it was enjoyable enough for me. Um, I rank it at 47 for the year. So it's pretty much in the middle. Cool. Good. Uh, all right. So then we have uh, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. So this one you were very excited for, of course, because you mm-hmm. love the first Jurassic World. I did not like the first Jurassic World. I thought it was really stupid. And uh, and so I was going in with low expectations. You were going with high expectations. <laughs> um, and I thought that this movie, I thought that the beginning was, was pretty engaging as far as them getting the dinosaurs off of the island. I thought that the ending with the scenes, some of the more horror-inspired scenes where they're getting chased by the, um, by the 
Indoraptor. Indoraptor, that's right. Indoraptor. That was pretty fun. I liked some of the uh, horror elements that Jay Boyne brought in. Like there's a scene where you see like the, the head of the dinosaur kind of coming. You just see the shadow of the head. And that, I thought that was pretty cool looking. And I, I appreciated that they expanded on Claire's character because I thought that she was a real grown worthy in the first Jurassic World. And here she felt like a real person to me, not just an ice queen of business. And, uh, and so I, I liked all of that. I, I wasn't as high on the whole cloning thing. And I think that's going to make the next movie not good. Um, I'm not looking forward to that. I think that one's going to be a groaner. But, uh, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I thought that the middle, there was too much time with this whole auction and like them too much time with the, with the dinosaurs in cages. And, uh, I thought that the, the villain guy, well, Toby Jones and then the other guy were very, uh, over the top and which could have been entertaining, but I don't know. Uh, so that didn't really work for me. Um, and like I said, the, the, the very, very ending with what the little girl does was kind of like, Oh oh no. (laughs) But so I, overall though, I left being like, I was pretty entertained enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed it as I've told you before in our (laughs) other podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the first half's better than the second half, but I still enjoyed the second half. I like the middle enough. Uh Um, it wasn't an issue for me. I don't mind when some of those movies like this genre of movie takes time to slow down. Uh Um, just because if it's too much action all at once, I can kind of get bored with that in films. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it, it met or slightly surpassed my expectations because I was starting to get kind of questionable, questionable about it. Um, watching the trailer so many times. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think it's everything I like in a blockbuster. Cool. Um, so yeah, yeah, the trailer was terrible. The trailer, I, oh. Um, no, but uh, um, and it showed way too much. But um, I have it at 45. So okay. for me. I have it at two. Yeah, very good. <laughs> okay. So then we have uh, Leave No Trace. So this is a movie I've been championing since Sundance and I got to see it again and uh, I just love it. I think it's just a beautiful movie. It's definitely a slow burn, so it won't be for everybody, but I thought it was a beautiful story of a father and a daughter and uh, it, it's really one of those movies where a, uh, a teenager kind of learns that they don't have to be like, they don't have to behave the same way that they were raised. They can love their family, but they don't have to make all the same decisions. And, uh, and, 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 and so that was really moving. It's beautifully shot. Deborah Granick did a great job, you know, just in the lush uh, Portland forests uh, outside Portland and, uh, or Vancouver. And uh, I think Ben Foster is tremendous in it. I think Thomas McKenzie is amazing. I just, I think it has such heart. It's so moving. It's really about how, good people are at their core and that we shouldn't judge and i just love it so it's my number two favorite movie of the year yeah this is one i still haven't been able to see but um based on how i've heard you talk about it i've been looking forward to it it's probably something i wouldn't have looked forward to otherwise but it's 
finally got a release date for Springfield, Missouri, where I live. I so, hope that I haven't overhyped it. I'm sorry if I have. No, I, it's fine. I really did love it. And I got 100% Rotten Tomatoes over oh, 100, nice. 100, uh, 140 wow. reviews. So that's pretty okay. amazing. Uh, I'll usually, see it in two weeks is when it comes out. Usually yeah. there's one guy who like, you know, janks down the score. Uh, right. But <laughs> so far it hasn't. <laughs> uh, so then we had Three Identical Strangers, this documentary about these triplets that, that discover uh, they were separated at birth. And this movie blew my mind. Like <laughs> I was shocked. And like, please try, if anybody's listening to this, try to avoid spoilers on this because normally i'm like spoilers who cares but with this movie i do think it matters because it's just like what i couldn't believe like what happens and like they're gonna make a fictional film uh based on this and i i don't know there's just something i don't know if it'll have the same wow impact because there's just something about the fact this is a documentary and this actually happened to me at least i was like what and i was shocked and it was really great i thought really good yeah oh yeah we're on the same page here unfortunately i was feeling too restless like waiting to watch this so i looked up and i read about most of the story there were some things at the very end that i didn't read on um so i had enough that i was still surprised about but Man, this this documentary. See, this is how you make a documentary because it gives you the spectrum of emotions. Like watching this, there's oh, really funny yeah. parts, really sad parts, parts that make you angry. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it it's a great year for a great summer for documentaries, and for me, this is my personal favorite of them. Yeah. I totally so. get it because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I have it at eight. So actually, okay. documentaries in my top 10. Oh, well, see, I have it at 14, which is really good for a documentary. Yeah, really good. <laughs> I And then I have another one that I love uh, from Sundance called Minding the Gap that is going to be on Hulu uh, in August. Uh, so you, you should check that out. It's really good. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, so, so it might actually already be out now that I think about it. Uh, so, okay. So then we have Uncle Drew and... So this is the one where I'm like, are critics high? Because how did this get such a high? I was like 65% or something. I'm like, well, what? Because I went and saw it and I did not laugh really at all. I did not think it was funny. And I mean, I guess I, I'm not a huge basketball fan. So I, I maybe, I don't have that attachment or something. I don't know. I just didn't think it was good. I didn't like it at all. And I thought Tiffany Haddish was kind of shrill and I didn't like Lil Ray Howard as the lead. I thought he was kind of shrill. And so I have it at 74. It wasn't for me. Okay. See, I I mean, this is a movie where I actually like the heart behind it Mm -hmm. and the concept, but the execution was awful. Yeah. And yeah, like the lead characters were not were not people that you cared for at all um i thought some of the like the lesser of the older guys like they were the better characters for me uh-huh. in fact the main old guy like his makeup looked awful to me um but some of the other ones i thought looked more believable yeah but man it's just it just wasn't very good i'm not a basketball fan either but i think 
I could have gotten past that if this was actually a quality film, but it's not. No. And yeah, it doesn't earn its good Should score on Rotten Tomatoes. What no. Uh, yeah. So where do you have it ranked? I have it at 85. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's deserved. Okay. Our next one is Fireworks. <laughs> this is an anime film. Uh, and uh, I was excited. You know, they're very advertising as like from the producer of Your Name, which is like one of my favorite movies of all mm-hmm. time. And this had moments that I liked, but for every moment that I liked, there would be something I didn't like. Uh, I thought that the character development was poor. I thought that the the whole time travel element was sort of badly executed. Uh, there were moments where the animation was was beautiful, but then there were moments where it looked terrible uh, with just horrible CGI mixed in, like in awkward ways that I hated. Um, and so this was not successful in my opinion. Uh, and um, so I have it at 69. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie, um, but the fact that they promoted it by saying that it's from the creators of uh, Your Name. Mm-hmm. And since I know you love Your Name so much and I haven't seen it, I'm like, okay, I need to go see fireworks. So I went to buy tickets for me and my friend. And when we went to the theater to watch it, um, we found out that they had canceled the showing because they had double booked the theater it was in. Oh. So um, <laughs> I got my money back. I got two free tickets oh. as well. You were, you were you were the winner then in this. I was. Show. Yeah, I, did, I didn't have to watch a movie that I wasn't really that interested in. Anyways, so. <laughs> well, hopefully you get a chance to see your name because that's actually a yeah. really good movie. But this wasn't good. So then The First Purge. Yeah, so I've never been a big fan of the Purge uh, franchise. I, I like the concept, but I think that they promote themselves as horror films when they're really just action films. Mm-hmm. They're basically like shoot 'em up films, um, so it it doesn't have the horror element that I would appreciate. Didn't the first one have more of a horror element, and then the next ones were more actiony? I would say no. I think people oh. mistakenly call all of them horror mm-hmm. when they really aren't. Um, but yeah, I because the first one they're all just stuck in this house. That's why I thought it might be mm-hmm. kind of more horry. I mean, I guess I could see where you're coming from, but... I've never seen it, so... Yeah. Um, But to me, that was my biggest thing when I saw the first one. Not the first Purge, but the actual Purge that came out first. (laughs) Sorry, that gets confusing. But um, I remember being disappointed because it wasn't the movie it sold itself as. It wasn't like The Strangers, which is one of my favorite horror films. so I just remembered the first time I saw it being like, that wasn't really horror. That was action. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how they've all been since. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't. This one was pretty political, though, wasn't it? Kind of um, about Trump and stuff, kind of. It so. was, but so was, so was the last one, which was called mm-hmm. Election Year. Um, a lot of them have a pretty political um, slant to them, which is kind of understandable if you think about it because the whole premise behind it is about um, the United States putting forth this thing to kind of be catharsis and weed out kind of undesirables. Right. Um, but yeah, I, it, it was pretty much what I've seen with all the others. Um, the characters weren't very developed. 
um, one of the main bad guys was like way too cartoonish for me. Like he had, he was just like this deranged guy that would just like spit would be flying out of his mouth. He was, it, it didn't work for me and I didn't really expect it to. So I rank it at 73 for the year. Okay. Uh, now we had Ant-Man and the Wasp. And so this was our sequel to the Ant-Man and it was kind of a nice breath of fresh air after Infinity War uh, to something sort of light and fluffy. And uh, I thought that it was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it felt a little, I, I didn't like it as much as the first one, but I, I guess I liked the first Ant-Man more than most. Um, uh, I didn't think this one was quite as funny as the first one you know, it, with using, I, the first one used those troop of guys more and I liked them. And uh, with Michael Pena and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, T.I. and all of them. Uh, and but I thought that Evangeline Lilly, she was actually pretty decent, and I thought she was much better than in the first one, in my opinion, because I thought not only did she have a terrible wig in the first one, yeah, but she, I thought she was pretty wooden and uh, unemotive to me. And in this one, I thought she was much better. And uh, and I, I did think they they it would have been nice if they could have used Michelle Pfeiffer a little bit more, uh, and. Uh, but I don't know. I it worked. I didn't like the Walton Goggins character. I thought he was like kind of eh. Um, but the ghost character was actually, I thought, pretty interesting. She was fine for me. She was pretty good. Uh, so overall, I liked it. I, it had some fun action sequences. And yeah, so I enjoyed it. What do you think? Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was kind of weird. I mean, I get how people say saying it's a breath of fresh, fresh air to see kind of a low stakes uh, Marvel movie, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it might have taken it too far in that direction, where it just felt like um, a major step backwards um, as far as action and the the villain. I mean, the villain was good, but it's like I don't know. You didn't think like the the scene in the school was kind of fun, and like the this I liked that scene in the kitchen when uh, she's like running along the knife, and I liked uh, the mm-hmm. the car chase at the end with like. Yeah. The, I mean, a lot of it was shown in the trailer, which was a bummer, um, but yeah, I enjoyed the action, and it's not like a great movie, but I, right. I thought it was entertaining enough. Yeah, and I agree. I'm probably sounding like I'm more down on it than I am because Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. Um, Like I'm, I'm a pretty big Evangeline Lilly fan, so I liked what they did with her character this time as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And Michael Pena was funny as well. Like uh, there, I don't know if I don't want to give away too much, but there's a part where he tells a story. And you yeah. like see it going through all these other characters, but you hear it with his voice. I love that part. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. And that was a throwback to what we got several times in the first right. one. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Yep. So I have it at 29. Okay. See, I have it at 25. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's still uh, my lowest of the three Marvels this year. Okay. See, I actually have Black Panther and then a man and the Wasp and just barely. I have Avengers Infinity War 32 okay uh, just because i didn't like the ending it's kind of the same thing with tully <laughs> yeah it's like they're both i don't know it's sort of the same problem and yeah and i have avengers affinity war 22 so 
it's not far behind 25 yeah. or 22. Mm-hmm. So they're all fresh, all three. Sorry to bother you. So this movie, this was my other, one of my other coming out of my, pushing myself a little bit, coming out of my comfort zone a little bit. Um, so I went to see it and I was digging it for like the first, I don't know, half an hour. I thought that it was pretty good uh, satire. All the stuff with him and him working in this uh, uh, call center and him becoming a power caller and talking in white voice and all of that was very biting and funny and I thought it worked. Uh, And then I thought that it, I don't know, to me it felt like they took like a dumpster full of ideas, uh, both visually, uh, story-wise, performance-wise, um, everything and just like we're gonna dump it all into one movie it's like he was afraid that he wouldn't be able to make any more movies so we're just gonna we're just gonna throw everything in and especially once it got to uh once it got to i guess a magic part (laughs) uh i don't know i'll just explain it without giving a spoiler but Stuff involving Army Hammer's character. Yeah, and the the equine parts. Can we say that? I thought that was totally over the top and just, I I don't know. The movie just lost me. It was just too much. I I just, I know, I I get why other people like it because it's very creative. But to me, it was, uh, it it was too much. (laughs) It, it, uh, it, It just... I thought uh, that, like, I don't think that creativity in and of itself is necessarily good. I think you have to package it in a way that's at least semi-appealing. And in my opinion, they didn't. And I, I wrote a whole review on my blog kind of explaining why I felt that it really missed the mark for me. And, uh, you know, it was trying to be... Uh, it was trying to be an experimental art movie. It was trying to be a movie about an anti-capitalism piece. It was trying to be a, a workplace, you know, kind of comedy. It was trying to be, uh, you know, it was uh, it was trying to be about unions and labor and the strike, and it was trying to be about uh, workplace, you know, racism, and uh, it was trying to be. Uh, about corporate excess and partying and modern media and consumerism and it was just exhausting audiences don't seem as high on it as uh critics are so i don't know if it's that unpopular but um i actually agree a lot with what you're saying and i think you have uh put it in a way that makes a lot of sense with it trying so many different messages because that was one of my bigger issues is i found it difficult to understand what is the message you're trying to get? Are you being too vague? Are you being, um, I don't know, too metaphorical with the message that you're trying to get and it's just going over my head? What does this have to do with anything? What does that have to do with anything? I did enjoy it and I was entertained and I thought it was unique and clever, but it almost became too clever for its own good, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in the second half where it just kind of went off the rails and even some of the some of the costumes were looked really cheap to me like really poorly put together um but yeah it it was a little disappointing but i still enjoyed it there were times though that i'm like am i allowed to laugh right now 
because this is funny, but it, like, I mean, I'm white. Am I allowed? Like, there's a scene where his coworkers make him rap. And yeah, that was really awkward. It was awkward, but for me, I thought it was funny. And my friends were like, yeah, that's okay to laugh at that part. I'm like, okay, but I don't know. So it made me feel uncomfortable. But Well, and they're obviously trying to engender that kind of reaction, which Mm -hmm. would be fine, but it's just uh, too much. If if that was, I don't know, it was just too much. I did enjoy the first, like, 30 minutes, I thought, and it's obviously very creative. I have it at 59 right now on my ranking um it was hard to totally skunk it because it had so many creative things but anyway i have a 59 Hmm. yeah and i I clearly enjoy it more than you even if i was frustrated with it Mm -hmm. um so i i put it at 33 okay good uh so then we have whitney uh this is the documentary uh about whitney houston So this is an interesting movie because when I first got out of it, I was like, wow, that was really emotional. That was really good. But I have to admit, the more I thought about it, the more I was kind of like, I don't know. I kind of wonder, I kind of wondered if it was a little bit exploitative. Uh, They make a big reveal about uh, her past and it seemed to uh, shock her family. Does it involve her mother? It involves her aunt. Oh, her aunt her aunt do you have you seen it i haven't okay so they make a big reveal and i'm not going to tell you about her aunt and uh, her her childhood and it felt a little bit exploitative like they hadn't prepared the family for this reveal and that uh and and also the director tries to like tie whitney houston into uh, into the broader current events of the day, not not just our, our day, and there's some of that, but but like he'll have like scenes of the Challenger, uh, um, you know, disaster, whatever uh, that along with like her and like scenes from whatever. It's like as if like Whitney Houston was like this touch point during all eras about everything that happened. I thought that was a little bit of a stretch, but I love Whitney Houston so much that like getting to hear her sing and her her life uh, it was it was tragic and made me sad and uh and so i did enjoy learning about her but i don't know i have it at 44. okay yeah this is a movie they 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 showed the trailer at our movie theaters but they never actually showed the movie so that was frustrating because i wanted to see it whitney houston is actually the only celebrity that i actually cried when she died because she was such a big part of my childhood i loved her um so i'd love to see it but yeah i've had that concern that it might be exploited hey her and robin williams are the only ones that i've ever cried Mm -hmm. um where where the or the two we have don't worry he won't get far on foot you saw this yeah i watched this about a week ago i guess not even that um yeah it's a joaquin phoenix movie it's true story about um, a guy speaking of addiction um, a guy who's an alcoholic and um, one day he he's a passenger but he's involved in a car wreck uh, a drunk driving accident which leaves him quadriplegic um, he still does have some um, 
some ability to move his arms, but not really his hands. Mm -hmm. So it's about his struggle with um, alcoholism and trying to decide whether he needs to, whether he should pursue sobriety or not. Um, And finding a new outlet for uh, just direction for his life now that he can't really do as much. So he starts making these cartoons which many people find offensive. He gets them published in newspapers and magazines. But he just kind of like folds his hands together and puts the pen in between his hands and draws that way. So they're very shaky. But um, it, was a, it was a pretty good story. Uh, like uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I think he's a great actor. Um, he never disappoints. So mm-hmm. he did a great job in this role. Um, and the movie definitely... Uh, gave me a lot to think about because I have somebody close to me that struggles with um, alcoholism. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's it's kind of been under the radar and it'd be nice to have other people go out and see it. I ranked it 43 for the year. Cool. Great. Uh, yeah, it looked like I was worried that it would be a little bit, a- not to use a buzzword, but a little bit ableist. Uh, and uh, But it, um, that's good to hear that it was mm-hmm. it didn't feel too manipulative. So, right. Good. Uh, so then we had eighth grade. Uh, so this was one that I saw at Sundance. And so you were finally able to see it. And mm-hmm. this, I, you know, I'm, I'm not usually that high on coming of age movies, but I, the ones that I like are the ones that I feel like, I don't know, just are a little bit, this certainly had its, uh, its, its, its tougher moments for sure, but I don't know. I felt like there was a softness to this, that a sweetness to it in, that I really responded to because the ones where there's just, they're, they're just being kind of hateful. These that I don't relate to as much because I just wasn't a hateful teen. Um, I certainly had a grumpy grumpiness at times, but I don't know. I, I just relate to this feel. This to me reminded me a little bit of Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, and I thought that Elsie Fisher was amazing in the lead role. And I loved her dad. I thought he was great. Uh, and um, I, I really, really thought it was moving. And uh, and as a YouTuber, it was definitely all the stuff about sort of YouTubing and all that stuff really rang true <laughs> to me. Uh, so yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, this was, I watched this, uh, I think, two days ago. And yeah, it was everything I'd hoped it would be. Um, I really like these movies where it just feels authentic. The characters yeah. feel real. They don't feel like they're acting. And this girl did such a good job at feeling like a real person. Yeah. And like it's hard to imagine that she, she could be different um, in real life. Uh, just because it felt so genuine, but um, yeah, so many really funny parts, Um, but also I was surprised by some pretty heavy parts too that got intense and made you very uncomfortable. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I really love this a lot, and I want to see it again. Um, But but even with those intense parts, I think that it still sort of maintains this, there's still sweetness to it, I think. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, and I think part of it's kind of relatable for me too because, well, first of all, I did not enjoy middle school at all. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I think so many people just, and ultimately the movie is about 
somebody having this outward view or this kind of how you perceive somebody is not necessarily how they perceive themselves. So people were seeing this girl a certain way. She's like, that's not me. That's not who I want to be. Yeah. I'm something different. And I can, I can relate to that in a way. I think people see me and see me not how I see myself. Well, also she is giving this advice for the kind of person that she, she's this aspirational advice on her YouTube channel which I think is very like 2018, you know, the idea of mm-hmm. sort of uh, through social media, we're kind of presenting this sort of best version of ourselves. Seven. Yep. I have it at um, nine. Yeah. So. Great. Cool. Okay. Hotel Transylvania three summer vacation. So this is obviously the third of the Hotel Transylvania movies. And uh, so this, these movies have just been fine for me. Uh, I think the second one wasn't as good as the first one. This third one actually might be my favorite. I think it's the one that Gendy, the director, Gendy Kardakowski, had the most say in and sort of has his flair and his feel. And the animation I thought was very pretty uh, and very fun. And uh, especially when you get these wide shots of the boat and, uh, and, you know, sort of the underwater scenes. And I like his sort of cartoony aesthetic that he has. Uh, And, uh, I thought that it was funny. I think that I've actually seen it twice, uh, but I think that they didn't need the villain at all. Like there's plenty of story there with Drac just meeting somebody and like Mavis having a hard time with it. And you know, the various things that happen on the boat, you do not need this villain. So that was a, that was a miss. Um, but I thought there were some pretty funny jokes. Like I, I really liked the, um, the werewolf character when they're dropping off the, uh, the the kids at the daycare or whatever and there's like you want the you you'll take our kids all day and uh and then they and then they're like yeah but you have to come uh uh but you get to pick but don't worry you get to bring pick them up at, at, in, in the evening and they're like oh well <laughs> close enough you know get yeah. that was funny to me and yeah i i enjoyed it i thought it was fun yeah. Um, I had never seen a Hotel Transylvania movie, so I had to cram. Okay. I actually had to do a lot of cramming in July with so many sequels <laughs> coming out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I watched the first two, and I think I agree. Maybe it's because um, the first two I watched at home, and it's easy to get distracted, and the third one I watched in the theater, and yeah. I could either watch or sleep, um, and I mostly watched. Um <laughs> this third one did a better job of using the ensemble characters Uh better than the second one and i thought that i thought it was a disappointing in the second one that they made uh the little boy a vampire because the whole message of the movie was about accepting people that were different and then the fact that he wouldn't be different was like oh well yeah i can see that i I mean i like that they made a movie better (laughs) yeah i do think probably this was the one i enjoyed the most um still it wasn't it wasn't anything special to me um i I laughed a little bit here and there i didn't have a problem with the villain it's just um not a movie that's gonna stand out to me um in the long run i guess so yeah yeah i i have it at 23 which is probably too high but i don't know i just i'm an animation girl so i guess yeah yeah i have it at 54 
Okay, perfect. That sounds fair. Mm -hmm. All right. So then we have Skyscraper. And this was our uh, over-the-top action <laughs> movie from The Rock uh, where he's got to save his family from this burning uh, building, the skyscraper. that, uh, And this movie is super silly. And, uh, but I thought it did some things right that I appreciated. I, I thought that some of the action set pieces were kind of fun. Like I enjoyed, there's one where he's fighting all these people in this whole room full of mirrors. And I thought that was entertaining. I enjoyed that. I thought that there was another scene where he's like climbing this, this giant crane and it's completely ridiculous, but I, I thought I had fun with that scene. I thought that was good. Also, I appreciated the fact that the Nev Campbell character wasn't just a damsel in distress that she was like, and she wasn't like a warrior woman. She just was like her, her skills made sense for her training, but she was just like a strong mom and a cool character. I thought, so I thought she was actually pretty good. Uh, and yeah, the villains were terrible and were lame. I, uh, and, but I don't know. I, I just thought this was fun enough. I enjoyed it enough. Yeah, no, that's exactly how I would say it was, it was fun enough. It was, there were some pretty good action scenes. There, there was one part that I was kind of embarrassed because um, it was when he was on the crane and he's like, <laughs> the crane was good, right? He, he like lets go with one hand and quickly grabs with the other. <laughs> and I like jumped. I went, <gasps> and I felt kind of embarrassed. Yeah. It's like, like one of those monkey bars things, but like way yeah. high in the air. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. And he's like, makes this insane jump. Where, and then he's like holding onto the edge of the building and right. I don't know. It was just so over the top that it was, it was. Yeah. It's like unbelievable, that. but it was still like, it entertained me. Like yeah. it kept my attention. So like, I didn't hate it at all. Um, it was about what I thought though, because I thought it would be passable and it kind of was. So yeah. 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 I have it at 38. Okay. I have it at 57. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then blind spotting. You saw this. I did not. Yeah, I really want to go back and listen to what I said when we previewed Blind Spotting mm -hmm. because this is a movie that has not really stood out to me. Like, I kind of had to force myself to go watch it the other day um, because, well, for one, I didn't have a lot of interest. And well, two, I thought it looked a lot like Sorry to Bother You, but right. I, I guess it's not. I can see that. But um, yeah. And it, it wasn't on my movie pass, so I had to pay out of pocket for it. <laughs> Who does that anymore? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was actually, like, really surprised with it. And I've told a few of my friends, you need to go see Blind Spotting. It's everything I wanted Sorry to Bother You to be. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, I think they they do they do some of that creative stuff that Sorry to Bother You did but it works a lot better. It flows. Um, the characters are more compelling. Um, there's some genuinely funny parts. Like, I, I don't think people pick up on it being as much of a comedy as it is on the trailer mm -hmm. um, because it looks pretty serious, which it is, but there's still some really funny moments in it. Um, I love the lead. I love his best friend who's kind of a crappy person at times. Um, yeah, I, I could not recommend this movie more to anybody. So 
please go see it. Rachel, go see it, okay? Okay, I definitely will because I've been thinking about it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's I think it's really great. Um, I definitely will go see it for sure. Yeah, I'm ready to go see it a second time. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so then we have a totally. And I sorry, I rank that at number seven. So. Ooh, okay, yeah. very high. Mm-hmm. So on the other end of the spectrum, we have Duck Duck Goo. <laughs> which made me want to die it was so <laughs> bad like i i knew that it would be bad but it was honestly way worse than i even expected it to be it was so bad it was so gross <laughs> like so many toilet humor jokes so horrible animation horrible characters horrible writing uh there were like long sections where they were just like fighting chinese people for like this movie they're obviously trying to market it to chinese people um but like mixed in with like weird pecking duck jokes you know and like the chinese people trying to cook the ducks and it it was <laughs> i i just i mean i have seen terrible i mean i have seen like i give a pass to animated films that other people just think are the worst thing to ever exist like the wildlife which i didn't like but i didn't think was like horrible like other people thought it was i uh so i i'm somebody who has an open mind when it comes to this kind of animated film like i actually loved son of bigfoot last year i thought that was actually really good and a lot of people would just judge that and not even give it a shot so i have an open mind when it comes to this level of animation and this thing was just atrocious in every respect i didn't even like the message i didn't like the romance i didn't like any of the characters i didn't like any of the voice acting I hated this movie and I, 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 I just, all the people that are just going to be like, Oh, this will be fun for kids. Cause it's on Netflix now. Don't do it. Uh, I have it at 80. It's the worst movie. It's one of the worst animated films I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it makes Sherlock gnomes look like a masterpiece in comparison. <laughs> That's how bad it was. I hate it. Wow, I don't think I've seen you on so much of a soapbox. Now, you know, I love animation. Though, when people screw it up, I, yeah, it was, it was just, it was absolutely terrible. It was devoid. It's of not even like bad in a fun way. No, it was not bad in a fun way. Uh, it, uh, like, even Sherlock Gnomes, I could picture you actually kind of having bad in a fun way. And there were like a few laughs and there were a few inventive things when they go in Sherlock's mm-hmm. mind. There were a few things that to like i and uh but no this thing was just cynical and like the worst kind of humor and it was boring and it it was and it looked terrible i hate it (laughs) next one that we have is mamma mia here we go again so this is our sequel to the first mamma mia movie and uh yeah so the first movie is kind of a guilty pleasure of mine i know that it's not a good movie but i get some escapism from it and this movie i thought was also just really fun escapism and i think it's better than the first one uh, i think that it has certainly better singing than the first one for sure i pretty much liked all the lily james stuff i thought was really well done uh i thought that the look-alike younger version of christine baranski was perfect i mean i don't know how they found it i mean they just nailed it yeah. with her uh and i thought that lily james played a convincing 
Meryl, young Meryl Streep. I do think for people that are Streep fans, it was a little bit cheap to have like Streep right in the middle of the poster and like basically a cameo. Uh, but I thought that uh, Cher was fun in her cameo basically. And I, cause I, I kind of knew that uh, Cher would just be a cameo, but she was fun. Uh, and overall I just, it was just a fun, it was just a good time. It was enjoyable to me. It was escapism. I loved all the songs. I've been listening. I liked the movie. I love the soundtrack and I've been listening to it all the time. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I know. What'd you think? Yeah. Um, so this was interesting because I went to see it the Thursday opening uh-huh. and I remember walking into the theater and looking at the audience and there was about 30 people in there. I'm like, Girl, 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 girl. Oh, there's one guy. So it was me and one other guy. <laughs> Which shouldn't have surprised me, I guess. That's funny. But, um, but yeah, I actually, I agree that it's better than the first one, which I hadn't seen in pretty much 10 years. Uh-huh. And I rewatched that the, like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, wow, this was worse than i remembered it being (laughs) it's not a good movie but yeah so saying that this is better is not much of a compliment for me Mm -hmm. because i don't think this was that good either personally Mm -hmm. it felt like the whole point of the movie was like hey audience members you know those four or five abba songs that you like well, come here and watch this movie and we'll throw in a bunch of other songs that you don't care about that are pretty bland. Uh-huh. And you'll have to su- suffer through those. But we have Dancing Queen. We have Mamma Mia. <laughs> so it'll be worth it, right? Yeah. And for me, it wasn't really worth it. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I agree that the singing was better, largely due to Lily James. She, she was very good in it. Um, and in fact, she was by far my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole current timeline plot was was basically useless to me. Um, the The conflict between her and her husband felt very like forced in there. Um, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. I like I like it when people can like a movie that I don't like. Yeah. But I did not really like this movie that much. Yeah, I don't. I just thought it was effervescent and bubbly and fun, and I I enjoyed all the songs. So I think maybe that's yeah. the difference. I uh, yeah, they're like B-rate ABBA songs, but they're some mm-hmm. good songs in my opinion. And uh, and they they I liked all three of the guys that they got to play the younger versions yeah. of them. I thought they were good. I did like them too. I loved the joke with the guy who was the uh, uh, checking the IDs at the to go to the ferry like that was really mm-hmm. funny i thought i don't know i just i just i i totally get it it's not gonna be for everybody but to me it was just kind of escapism and i i had a good time uh yeah. so i actually I, have a, i have it at 18 okay i have it at 75 i also want to say that there there was a part near the end and i don't want to give too much away but it's a duet that takes place i think in a church or a cathedral yeah. And I really liked that part. I, yeah, that I felt like sweet. that was that was the most heartfelt moment of both of the movies combined. I'd say. Yeah, so. that was nice. And mm-hmm. uh, you didn't, so you didn't get any uh, of Cher singing Fernando. That wasn't fun for you. 
you just knew that was going to happen because the guy's Fernando. That's great. So, like, his name was Fernando just so Cher could sing this song. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course it was. Um, but anyway, so, okay. So then we had, we have Machia, When the Promised Flower Blooms. This is a hidden gem that I think that everybody should uh, try to see. This is an anime film that uh, it was uh, that it was directed by this uh, woman named Mariah Okada, who is uh, just a, a really great animator. And uh, she did an incredible job creating it's like this is an incredibly ambitious movie. She creates like uh, a whole fantasy world with this whole lore. And if you like stuff with like dragons and battles and stuff like that, it's really good. But it's also this beautiful story about motherhood because it's about this uh, woman who's basically like an elf kind of, and so she's immortal, but uh, her, her like village or whatever ends up getting kind of attacked by these certain people and she's running into the forest and uh she ends up finding this mortal uh, baby boy and she decides to raise this baby boy and uh and so he's growing uh at a um he's gonna grow outgrow her so she'll be young and he'll be you know when he's like dying anyway and uh so it's about her becoming a mother and then there's also other characters it's super ambitious the animation was stunning and the music was great i really thought it was wonderful it's one if you get a chance to see it definitely seek it out and support it because i was very very impressed by it and uh, i have it at 12. okay sounds good so the equalizer 2 you saw yeah, The Equalizer 2. So this is another movie that I hadn't seen the original. So I had to uh, watch that at home. Um, and, I, and I thought the first one was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, it was compelling enough. But I actually like this one better. And also it might be because I watched it in the theater and I was forced to pay attention more. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I thought there were um, some pretty good action scenes. I like that it's not just a shoot 'em up movie because this character, he doesn't really use guns if he doesn't have to mm. um there felt like there was more heart in this movie than the first one because he kind of mentors this um young uh teenage boy that lives in his apartment complex there's a very powerful scene i think about halfway through the movie between these two characters um so yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit um where do you have it ranked i have it at 30 for the year Mm, great uh, and then you saw unfriended dark web yeah unfriended dark web so unfriended the first one i thought was pretty creative concept the the whole movie both of these movies um it's all taking place on a computer screen everything so um i like that concept um the first one has more supernatural elements there's a ghost involved it's not that way with this movie at all it's uh, more of like this dark group of people that are into um, pretty heinous things. And I guess they're hackers. So they're able to hack into this group of friends having a chat. Um, but yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty entertaining. I don't think it uh, gave us anything new necessarily. Um, it's kind of cool because they had, 
two different endings depending on what theater you saw it at. Uh, um, so endings aren't that different. Ending. I heard one of them was really bad, one of the endings. Yeah, I think based on how I read the two endings, I think I saw the better one. At least I would imagine that my ending was better. Um, so yeah, it was it was not bad. Uh, I think it's been a good year for horror, and this isn't one of the better mm-hmm. horror films I've seen, or horror adjacent even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put it at 52 for the year. Okay, great. And then Hot Summer Nights, that's another horror? No, Hot Summer Nights is um, a movie with um, Timothy Chalamet. Um, it just oh, came out. and else? Yeah, I'm not sure what you're thinking of. But yeah, this movie is about um, him spending the summer with his aunt in Cape Cod. And um, he ends up getting involved with this guy who um, is a, a marijuana dealer. So basically the whole movie is about uh, these two guys like building an empire of selling weed oh. to uh, mostly like visitors who visit Cape Cod during the summer. So like um, him, him and the people in boundaries could like hook up. Right. Yeah, they could. <laughs> um, but see boundaries, I felt like it was more about the relationships. This one, it seemed more, I mean, the relationships were a strong aspect, but it was more so about the weed, which is something that I cannot relate to at all. I've never smoked weed. Right. If you're out there and you smoke weed, I I actually don't have an issue with it. I think it's a lot safer than a lot of things that are legal. Uh But for me, it's just, I couldn't hardly get into it. No. Um, The acting was pretty good. I don't think it was super demanding on any characters so i put this at 66 for the year cool all right uh we're almost done so we have mission impossible fallout this is our sixth mission impossible movie and this was really great i mean it just the action was super intense and super well done i was kind of shocked that this got a pg-13 rating with the blood that you see in certain scenes with how intense it was and with some profanity i i don't know to me it, it they they definitely walked the line for sure uh and and somebody did bring up afterwards they were like it's not as bad a pg-13 as um the magnificent seven and that is true that's probably the, the the most egregious PG-13 I've ever seen. Uh, but um, but uh, that's not really a negative or positive. It's just what I thought. Uh, uh, and, uh, and it was really entertaining. I thought that Henry Cavill was good. I thought that, uh, that Tom Cruise was insane and very great. And uh, I mean, some of the other characters may be a little underused. It's not like my favorite kind of movie, um, but I still really enjoyed it. And uh, I still think Ghost Protocol is the best, personally. Um, but I still thought this was good. I liked it. Yeah, these aren't my kind of movies either. Like I said, I don't like shoot 'em up movies. Um, I had only seen the first Mission Impossible. Um, I decided to yeah, I decided to catch up a little bit watching the fourth and fifth one. I figured those were the more recent ones. I got good yeah. reviews, so I, I'd try out those. Um, and it was hard for me to get into those watching them at home uh, just because they're not my kind of movie. Mm-hmm. They seem fine. I did enjoy this one quite a bit better. So I would actually say this out of the four Mission Impossible movies I've seen is my favorite. I really 
I like the action scenes. Um, I thought Henry Cavill was really good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a twist near the end of the movie that I saw coming from a mile away. I don't know if you did. Yeah, um, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. 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 It, it didn't deter me too much from it. So. Yeah. And they had some like fun moments that you haven't seen as much in some of the mm-hmm. other movies with like masks and and some other stuff like that that yeah. kind of harken back to the original TV show and some other stuff which I okay. really appreciate. Uh, and uh, you know, just for sometimes you have to look at what is a movie trying to accomplish, and for what this movie was trying to achieve, it it achieved it for sure. Right. And uh, and I mean, just the helicopter scene was pretty amazing. The bathroom fight was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, just some of the set pieces were, were really, really well done. And um, so, yeah. I yeah. Have it and you have it where? 14. Okay. Um, yeah. And I do want to say that, like I, I called it out for having a predictable twist, but there were things, like you said, that were not predictable um, as far as our, our main characters tricking other people. And they tricked the audience very well as as well. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. One other character that I, I would have liked to see a lot more, um, I think they called her the White Widow. The blonde. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I really liked yeah. her. I thought she had a lot of charisma. Um, yeah. But yeah, I ranked this at 35. Yeah, that was um, Vanessa Kirby. Okay, she's good. Yeah, yeah she was good. Okay, last one. We did it. Wow, we're almost done. <laughs> uh, we have Teen Titans go to the movies. And, you know, there amongst the animation community, there's like a really bad attitude about Teen Titans go. It's like this, like, it's almost like the Ghostbusters reboot. Like, people, because there was this original Teen Titans show that people really loved that was like a serious show. And then there's like the silly show came. And so there's like, amongst this weird little part of the fandom i don't know if like other people but it's like teen Titans go is the worst and uh and i've never seen any of the shows so i don't care and so i just sit kind of like and watch <laughs> from uh, my perch and uh, but i i didn't love the trailers to this i didn't know what to expect but i have to say i went in and i laughed a lot i thought it was really funny they make a batman v superman joke that i thought was hilarious i and uh and uh there's a whole scene where they go back in and reverse all the origin stories of the superheroes that was i thought really funny they're like "Uh, mr and mrs wayne don't go down this alleyway you know (laughs) that was really funny uh you know like the lego batman movie uh, is obviously better made as far as the animation but like i have to say i think this movie the jokes were just so because there's a part like the middle of lego batman where there's not that many jokes and in this one they just they just go 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 and uh and i kind of appreciated that it was 2d animation and it sort of looked like the pages of a comic book i thought that was fun uh, I love the fact they used the original voice cast and didn't get new, uh, new, uh, you know, celebrity actors to distract you. Voice actors, they were just uh, that was really cool, and you know, it has like a mild message. But overall, it was just funny. It was to me, it was really funny, and I really enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Okay, yes. Yeah. So for me, well, first of all, 
that um, Batman vs Superman joke they made. They made the same joke in Deadpool too. So oh, I've never seen yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but it still was funny. It's your father, like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't go that far with it, but the mother name they they definitely referenced. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny, but for me, it wasn't laugh out loud funny. Like mm-hmm. at one point, I was like consciously like trying to keep track. Okay, what? When am I gonna laugh out loud? Like audibly laugh out loud? And it only happened once in the entire yeah. movie. Huh, and it, and oddly enough, it was the very last line of the movie. <laughs> I don't know if you remember what that was. Uh, I'm trying to. It was remember. Robin. Robin said something to the audience, oh, specifically yeah. to yeah. children that were there. Um, <laughs> and that part. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some like toilet humor that's grown worthy, but I don't know. I yeah. just was so pleasantly surprised. I walked away with this big smile on my face having really laughed and the whole idea of like Robin wanting to get his movie made mm-hmm. uh, was, uh, was funny because, you know, just like everybody, everybody has a superhero movie and you get like these like guardians of the unknown, they get their like superhero movie. And, like, right. stuff like that. <laughs> really funny. and I loved Nicholas Cage as Superman. Cause that like, that's mm-hmm. very meta, you know, cause he was going to be Superman. Oh, and right. I thought there was some funny stuff in there. And uh, so, I don't know, humor is just so subjective, but yeah. uh, no, I've only I seen it once and it partly could be somewhat expectations because it was just so much better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. But I don't know, I just really liked it. And uh, so I had it at 15. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I have it at 49. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there we go. We did it. Yay, 51 movies. <laughs> really impressive yeah. right seems like we had some pretty for the most part pretty good movies so this was fun i had a good time thank you so much i know this is a long podcast <laughs> but i had a really great time talking with yeah you. i enjoy it too i put in my <laughs> research so yeah no i appreciate it and uh, so all right well great and uh, so let us know what you think about any of these if you get to see them uh what were your thoughts what were your favorites and least favorites and uh Thanks again. And where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My Twitter name is the David Healy. And you can find us both in um, our Facebook group, Film Freaks. It's uh, facebook.com slash Film Freaks group. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. So check that out. And, uh, and uh, yeah, thanks again. And uh, we will, uh, we'll talk again before, before you know it, it'll be time to do our fall Uh, fall movie wrap up so (laughs) okay sounds good okay